Hey everybody, thanks for joining us here on the Common Sense Show. As you know, we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Really glad to be with you. We have important breaking information, economically speaking, with Robert Kudla. And then we're also going to throw you a little bone today. There's some things going on in the market I think that you want to know about and you may even be able to take advantage of. So this is going to be... I think a pretty rapidly moving interview. I think it's going to be uh, touching on the volatile given our times. So fasten up your seatbelt and here we go. Our guest is Robert Kudla of Trade Genius. And you know him as one of our economic advisors here on the Common Sense Show. And the last time we spoke, we talked about having a plan A and a plan B in case one man won over the other in the presidential race. And I still think that plan A and plan B is out there because I don't think this thing is decided by a long shot. Bob, welcome. And what do you think about that? Do you, I don't think this election is decided. No. And um, in fact, uh, and good morning. Um, in fact, um, the uh, the state of Texas, I think, added some weight to the Supreme Court because they actually went in and filed suit against those five states for basically not following the constitutional law and imperiling the rights of citizens of Texas to have a free and fair national election. So the gauntlet has been thrown. I think, I don't think, I think this is unprecedented in American history um, mm-hmm. that, that a state had to sue against another state in which they're allowed to go direct to the Supreme court. Cause this is a state versus state issue. So yeah, I mean, look, I mean, um, uh, it's just, uh, it's like a tennis match right now. I don't think we know what's going on behind the scenes, and but it's definitely coming to a head this week and next. And just for everybody's benefit, um, this whole thing about December 15th and electors and all that stuff, it's all garbage. The Constitution only requires that the, the election is, is settled before Inauguration Day on the 20th of January 2021. So this thing, this thing could play out for another month you know, before anything, anything constitutionally is required. So, uh, so Trump has a lot of time to deal with this. So we'll just see what the Supreme Court has to say. And if, you know, Trump wins, um, that's awesome. And if, if Biden wins, then we go to, you know, plan B, C and D. (laughs) And that plan B is commodities and down. (laughs) With Kamala Harris in the picture, we, we, be not just a b and c but we'd be triple x um sorry pun intended but um i call her heels in the air harris um, and she's earned that reputation in fact uh, what does it say bob about your country when someone who clearly has dementia and is partnered with someone who's clearly so morally inept can actually occupy the white house well it doesn't say a lot of good things about us that's for sure that people are that selfish that they're they're that they're voting for personal interests over the benefit of the entire country and so that they've been so blinded i mean look you could set trump's kind of his quirks aside but you can't argue that he has not been for the american people and for the working man i mean exactly. trump is a democrat if he if he ran in the in the 1980s these are these are meat and potato what my mom and dad would have voted for and we so bastardized what it means to be anything 
that this guy is considered radical for loving his country. I know. It's a sin to put America first. But, you know, it's interesting. We, we're seeing this all over the world. I remember when the French president came out and he said, and this is pretty close to a quote, we should raise a European army because someday we may have to fight against the nationalism of America, Russia, and China. He said that. Yeah, yeah. he's, you know, that guy's, um, I think I want to just clear the air what thing with globalism. People say globalism is the whole globe. I, I beg to differ. The Japanese aren't globalists. The Chinese aren't globalists. Okay. The the um, the Indians aren't globalists. The the Arabs aren't globalists. They're all nationalists. It's the French. It's the French. Primarily, I would say the French-led European efforts. That is this thing called globalism. And we could just say globalism side. It means how do we curtail America power? And and everybody operates in their best self-interest. But the United States is the only country that's not allowed to. And so that's. We just need to we did we need to clarify what really this stuff is. The Chinese aren't globalists; they act absolutely in their self-interest. You know, it's just the French, who are and you think about it, they 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 have they 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 have to have exports. They have to to you know pay for imported uh, fuels and food and and their lifestyle. So they need the Americans to to falter for them to gain power. So the Europe, it's it's really. It's the European royalty. I always said they're still pissed that they lost uh, the French Revolution number one, and they've been trying to put that genie back in the bottle now for 300 years. I know. I, I, I do agree with you. And I would throw the Russians in there, too. They're not globalist either. No, absolutely not. And so it's so it's interesting to me that, that that's where this thing's all playing out from. Everything goes back to, back to, back to Europe, especially what I would call the Franco-centric uh, part of the world. Yeah, some people call them the Illuminatis. Of course, if you use that term, you're conspiratorial. But those banking interests from the ancient time, well, ancient 1700s, really is still in play. I mean, the Basel, yep. Brussels. I mean, it, it's still in play, and 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 they're they're a driving force in a lot of these international situations. Do you think it's accurate to say that globalism is more of a corporate phenomenon than a, than a nation phenomena? Oh, for sure. It's basically cryptocracy over, yeah. you know, over over any national. Look, it's the interlocking it's the interlocking royalists, right? That um, I saw a picture of the Tsar of Russia and the King of England, and they're they're first cousins. They look like brothers. So <laughs> all this stuff is just this menagerie of interlinked interlinked fam, you know, elite families just trying to, uh, you know, control the world. And so they know they can't conquer China, so they. They probably cut some sort of deal with them. In the United States, they never thought, they never think anything of us. You know, they, they always think down on us, and we, we're their mercenaries for what 150 years. So, so Trump put an end to that, and so that's why they hit went him out. And you saw the thing on the Chinese with that economic professor talking about they couldn't, Wall Street couldn't co-opt Trump, so they had to, um, they had to get rid of him, and that's 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 why this whole this whole push. You know, been where Trump just doesn't have any friends in Washington is because everybody's compromised in, in, in D.C. So amen to that. And we see it, too, in the Republican Party, because where's the hue and cry from the massive amount of Republicans that should be standing up for Trump now? 
Yeah, if there's none. Yeah, I know. And I'm taking notes, if you know what I'm saying. And I'm sure, yeah, Trump, yeah, so I'm I, sure Trump is taking notes, too. You know, yeah. Lindsey Graham, he's going to have to pull splinters out of his backside. He's on the fence so much. Um, what do you think of Ted Cruz, by the way? He's been pretty outspoken, but what do you think of him? Well, I think he's, he's an intellectual heavyweight. I think if he gets in front of the Supreme Court, that's kind of where he shines. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, he's a lightning rod. And, but, you, you know, you can't really fight him. He's just too smart. But do you know so, his, his wife is in the Council on Foreign Relations? Yeah, you know, I, it, it, but, you know, I look what the guy's doing. So, um, you know, he has not done anything that's globalist to me. He, he's pretty, he's been pretty right as rain. As I, I agree, I agree, but. So, yeah, know. look, look, I think, look, I think everybody's in D.C.'s compromise to one extent or another. So, there's no, there's very few. I mean, people say Don, Dan Crenshaw is, is, uh, is compromised, you know. So, I don't know where our heroes are. Okay, you know, so we have to we have to limit the, the, as much power in DC as we possibly can. So that's the only way we're going to win it. You know, one of the things I didn't realize when Trump was elected, and they said, "Drain the swamp, drain the swamp." A lot of us thought that Hillary Clinton gets arrested with a few others, and it'll be happy days or here again. I don't think what we realized is DC is the swamp, all of it. Well, look, you know, if you're the policeman and you're the judge and you're the sheriff, right, and you're the prosecuting attorney, is, you know, how, how can you ever drain it? There's no there's no control over that, you know, so. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the corporations are beyond the control of the people, and you just said it yourself, corporatocracy. I don't know if you're familiar with this movie. James Caan starred in it. 1975 movie called Rollerball, where six corporations ruled the world. Yeah, sure, I know. Yeah, it was well. a fantastic movie for predictive uh, programming of what's happening today. And that's my fear. Let, let me give you a theory, and then I'm going to have you just knock it down, okay? And, and trust me, I have no ego on this. But when Trump came into power, the TPP was ready to spring into action. And they had this, uh, I believe it was 22-person panel that could have negated anything the U.S. government did in all three branches, courtesy of Obama. Congress had to vote on it without even looking at it. Paul Ryan was the only one who got to see it, and that's not a ringing endorsement in my book. And then Trump comes in and kills the deal. And if you look at who's lined up against Trump in this woke social justice movement, it's the corporations. Yeah. Uh, do you, is that endemic of what we're talking about with the corporatocracy? They're really engineering this whole thing against Trump. Well, look, and I mean, most of these these are multinationals, right? So anything that anything that prevents them from making money outside the United States, they're going to be against. So and they, he they did have, that. Their loyalty is no longer to the country of origin. Their loyalty is to is to their investors and their investors only, regardless of how it hurts the national interest of the country in which they reside. So they have divided loyalties. And so they're compromised, and so, you know, they need to be made to be. Hey, look, if you if you, if United States isn't where you want to be, then you need to hang your shingle in another country. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and just be honest about it. You know, move to China and, and let work under that environment if you can. <laughs> that is uh, ironically funny. Um, you know, so. Yeah, it, it is, and and I and but you look at this. 
Here's what bothers me, too, about what's happened. A lot of uh, African-Americans came around to support Trump, but there's a lot of traditionalists that did not. <laughs> and yet, what they don't realize is the corporations that want to sell them out. The jobs that led to the all-time low in black unemployment came from Trump's policies, and the ones who are going to take it away with Biden and Harris are corporate interests because they want to be free to roam the world without any restrictions. Yeah, it's a Stockholm syndrome we're dealing with. So yeah, that's a good analogy. I like that. You know, it's like they they, they can't see, they you know they can only see what they're being told can be taken away from. They can't see what's really going to be taken away from them. So so people are they're frozen. You know, and you know, and to be honest, if you're you know the Democrats have lied to you, but they it's basically they've kept you on the on the uh, on the drugs, right? So the Republicans were indifferent to the black community, right? Hostile to the Hispanic community, if you will, because of immigration in their eyes. So Trump comes along and and he sounds good, but he's still on that baggage of Republican. And so, you know, I think what he did this last election was he, I think he broke the mold. And now there ha now we now we see now that Republican Party is really the party of the people. That has to continue. We, this has to become a movement, or we'll never get enough people in. But I have a different philosophy, though. I think this is the last election racism is going to be in vogue, because I don't think the Republicans are going to, unless it's Trump in 2024, if he doesn't get in. I, don't, I think this is the last time you'll see uh, white men as the standard bearers of the Republican Party going forward. Everybody that won in the House and the Senate were non-white um, and not male or not male. Yeah, I saw that. So yep. that's that's so the Republican Party is learning that that's you that's how you fight. You have to fight fire with fire, and and so I think you're going to see that change. And then the the demographic of the Hispanic community is going to overwhelm the advantages of the African American community, and so they and they they they're under no illusions of of identity politics because. You can't call them a racist. You can't call them, you know, slavery. You can't call them any of these things because they're none of those things, and they they represent a voting block. And that voting block is mixed. That that voting block is quickly integrating. You know, you're talking about intermarriage. You're talking about owning businesses. You're talking about moving up the economic ladder, and they're they're going to be diffused into both parties. And I think it's going to end this whole. This was their shot. This was the racism shot, and they took it. And I think it's over after this. I think you're right. I also, I think future elections are going to be divided more along the lines of uh, economic status. I, I think people are going to begin to align. And, and, and we're already seeing it a little bit, too, with the lockdowns uh, just destroying the middle and upper middle class. Uh, that That's forcing them into the collective thinking. You didn't used to hear a lot about small business versus big corporates, but when the only essential businesses that can stay open are the corporates, then of course the uh, middle class and upper middle class business interests, uh, that becomes kind of a unifying identity. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think um, I, and I, I, I think people are starting to recognize that now. You're starting to see out here in California where, where, where restaurants are saying we're staying open anyway. Anyway, I don't care. No, and, and you should be. What Newsom is, listen, You've already had a, a court in, in, in your state, Bob, 
ruled that Newsom is exercising legislative power that he does not have and he needs to cease and desist. And he's continuing to defy the court order. Right. And so now counties are starting to push back saying, you know, because now they're threatening the state, the counties with, well, just withhold funds. Well, the counties are like, well, if you're going to do that act, which you were mad that Trump did to you, is then maybe we just don't try to enforce any of these lockdowns on businesses and they, they need to generate tax revenue for the county. You know, so well, I, I know. And here's what's scary. And, and, and I wasn't really planning to go here with you today, but it's kind of come up. How are we going to pay for COVID and the damage done? And I just did a podcast on this and, and I'm looking around the world because when you exactly you're right, when businesses aren't open, uh, government's not collecting any money. And and so I looked at Argentina did you see what they're doing where they're doing a huge tax on people who uh, are, are of means to pay for COVID? Yeah. yeah. So uh, the United States isn't going to do that. And that kind of ties into why we're talking today is that they're, they're simply going to write a four or five trillion dollar check next year. And and uh, and because they know they 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 can't they can't tax because we're a reserve currency. We don't have to tax our way like Argentina. And plus, nobody pays any taxes in Argentina anyway. That money, you know, um, has already left the country. <laughs> you know, the money that Argentina wants to get from their people. But the United States is going to go a different route. They're not going to, they're likely not going to win the Senate. And so you can, you can forget about all kind of tax increases. And, uh, and you're going to see a, a massive explosion in the debt and the deficit. And you're starting to see it now in the market is that um, the uh, silver and copper and steel and uranium and platinum are, are starting to rip and silver and gold has now stopped going down. And so it's really gonna go crazy. I mean, we we just um, we just rode a, a, a uranium platinum trade over the last couple of weeks that have been nothing short of spectacular. And, and then Along with that is this electric revolution that's happening, you know, in terms of so you know we've been trading the EVs and and uh, and and uranium goes with that because nuclear is in a new push. And here's the one thing that's going to probably end it all is that we're starting to see a push in food prices and in commodities that are what's called farm inputs are going up as well. So we just made a big bet and we're doing well in ag chem stocks like Mosaic, IPI, ICL. They, and they all have plenty of room to run. So even if somebody doesn't sign up my service, write those down. You'll be you'll be happy and thank me in a year because they're all going to just fly off the off the shelf. Platinum's going to go to all time highs, and so um, the die is cast. The, the central banks can't do austerity. They can't tax the rich here, even how desperately they want to, because it would cause massive unemployment. And so they're trapped, and the only way out is to devalue our currency, and, and that's what they're going to do, and they're going to go at it hard. It's a nightmare scenario. Yeah, unless you're trading it, and then you know uh, we're, we're going to be on the front end of it. So that's what you have to do. You can't if you can't fight it, you have to you have to co-opt it. And so, you know, you and I talked about this before, you know, uh, don't rage against the machine, man. Ride the wave. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I hear what you're saying. 
Man, it's kind of, I think you can do that economically without capitulating your civil rights. See, here's what I'm most concerned about. If Biden prevails, um, and I'm not saying he is, but if he does prevail, say goodbye to your constitutional liberties. And I mean every one of them. Yeah, I think it depends. You know, if if he if they get total control of the Senate, here, here's here's my here's my backstops to all that. So let's say that he wins, and then have the Senate against him. Let's say he wins and he gets the Senate. He has he has a Senator Munch uh, Munchkin, whatever his name is, uh, Munchin up in West Virginia. Say he even gets him compromised. I think the Supreme Court, I think the Supreme Court may have a, a different view on basically allowing the country to basically lose its three branches of government and checks and balances by bringing in new states and bringing in unlimited amounts of of new justices. Because basically when that happens is that you have a triumvirate running the country. You know, those whoever they elect into that into that group basically can rewrite any law they want at any time they want. And I think the Supreme Court is going to take a dull view of that, especially those four that just got in. You know, they're human beings too. The last thing they're going to want to do is have have Senator Schumer dilute their power into being puppets, you know? So I just think there's a lot of steps they're going to have to take, Dave, before it gets to that. And then I think we'll see massive civil disobedience, you know, with the 80 million people that didn't vote for this, um, well... Yeah, the 80 million that didn't vote for, for Biden, you know, that's a pretty large number of people diffused across the United States that will have a different say on this. So I think they're going to try, you know, and I, and I could be wrong, and, and, and this thing can go to hell in a handbasket, but I just think these guys are, are overreaching, and I, I, don't, I don't think they really truly understand that people like their homes, and people like their freedoms, and people like to take vacations. And I think it's going to get to a point where where people don't have anything to lose and enough of them are in that situation. I think it's going to cause them great harm. I'm talking about the elites, and I don't think they'll see it coming. Yeah. What form do you think that uh, civil disobedience from the right will take if Biden and Harris take over? I, I just think I think it'll be um, I think they'll be backed by the sheriffs in the um, in, in each of the counties. And so, you know, if they try to say, well, this gun law or that gun law, I think it'll be actively, I'll call it active ignoring is going to be number one. And then number two, Trump has this ability to pour people into the streets. And I think Trump's going to fly around the country and he's going to cause disruption in, in places that, that will cause the politicians a lot of unease. And yeah. I think that, I don't think, we're, look, we're not the left. We're not going to go be beating people up. You know, but but I think I think you start seeing millions of right wing people coming into the streets. I think the left they don't know how to deal with that because they never had to deal with it before. That's a, that's worth contemplating. It really is, and and I think I think you're really onto something here too. Uh, for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. I think that's what you're probably describing here, because um, I know I'm ready to get into the streets. Uh, and and, I, and, I, and I've never talked this way, but I will not live in a nation where we're ruled over by people who committed a coup d'etat with massive theft of an election. And by the way, too, I know you're saying um, 
there's obstacles to Biden's policies, and I agree, and I hope that we maintain the Senate. I'm, I'm leery about Georgia, but, but let me just say this. Biden's plan for gun confiscation has nothing to do with taking your gun. It has to do with pricing you out of keeping your gun. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I agree with you, too. Look, I mean, both of us don't know where this possibly could go because we don't want it to get there. Exactly. But, but I think there's a lot of, you know, unless he takes the Supreme Court, Supreme Court's been pretty clear on any action that looks like it's impinging upon the freedom of, of the Second Amendment has been kiboshed. Yeah. So, you know, I think I, I think that's going to be a, an issue. And my dog agrees with that statement. I heard that, you know, and who let the dogs out? Um, we're going to break out into that song here. But, hey, I, I want to go back to what you said real quickly about Texas filing suit. And I think that it's so significant because now it's no longer Trump versus uh, the corrupt election people. It's now another state and a big state at that. I can't I, I don't think we can overstate how important this lawsuit is. Well, yeah, plus that state also evaluated the Dominion voting system and have complete understanding of its ability to cause uh, fraudulent election results. Yeah. So they, they're uniquely positioned to to say that system is compromised. Well, that's what they'll say. we got to be careful what we say, though, going up on uh, social media. Um, that's a verboten topic. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, yeah, but I'm not saying it. Texas is. Oh, I know. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But <laughs> I'm not. I'm just telling you, pimply face, uh, blue-haired kid may not see it that way, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the age we live in, Bob. I mean, that's there's no denying it. Well, true, true, true. let me use my gut instinct here because I'm not the economist you are, you are by any means. But my sense is things are so volatile, and in those gaps between civility and volatility, there is lots of opportunity to make money. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and, and that's kind of how I live my life is that, you know, you do all that you can do. And, and I always point out to people because, you know, some people say, well, Bob, this thing all goes to hell. Why should I do any of this stuff? I said, well, you know, during World War II, okay, even in Germany, people made money, okay, and their country got bombed into, into submission. All right. So, there's always opportunity, and and we're nowhere near that. And and I think the elites they can't afford a a, a deflationary collapse, so they're going to create an inflationary confiscation. And so in order for you to be ahead of that, you need to be in those things that are going to move higher in price. And and it's going to be painful for people at the retail level, but if you're an investor or you're a trader like we are is that this is the best way in which you could stay ahead of it. So, you know, you, you look at food prices, okay, so you can't really affect it because you're not going to trade the futures market. So own grocery stores, own producers of like Hormel kind of companies, and own the agriculture input companies like the, the ones I mentioned earlier, like Mosaic and such. That's number one. On the, on the commodity side is that they're going to throw a lot of money trying to rebuild things and so you're going to want to own, you know, uh, the steel stocks and, and, and those kind of things. And then they're going to try to push for this electric future, right? So that's copper, that's EV companies. We're, we just did a trade right now this morning that we made 3% since I got up and since I got on the phone with you with Ballard Power Systems. 
And yesterday we were in a trade with Blink, B-L-N-K, you know, a charging company. So, you know, we made 3% and 3% just on two quick trades, you know, and just using our system. So we're just looking for these. Now they're all on our watch list because that's the future is that, look, I can be mad. I don't want EV. I can be mad. I don't want higher crude prices. Or I can accept that I can't control a lot of that other than I can trade through it and profit at a higher rate than the food prices are going to or the, you know, car change is going to happen. And that's what we do. And, and that's that's how you make money and that's how you find opportunities in the middle of this so you know we consider ourselves lemonade vendors right they're throwing lemons at us we're turning into a drink and and we're going to profit from it well i like that well you know i i know that you've had a lot of success because i hear it from members of my own audience where people will come in and you teach them what to do can you walk us through that process real quick about if someone says, I want to know more about Trade Genius and maybe I want to get involved, what would you tell them about the process? Yeah, so we, so what we do is that we have, a, um, we have an algorithm. And so we've created uh, a system that basically looks at what we call the middle 60s. So we see, the, we see price action, and as price starts to turn higher, our system alerts us to that fact. And, and then what we do is called a double ribbon system. So when both of them are in agreement, we take the trade and then we ride that trade through trade management and you hop off with a profit. You just heard a ding here while we're talking, a trade just hit and, and got us out of a trade. Uh, since we talked uh, $160 for a trade that we just popped on. So that's the one thing that we do. So we'll, we'll teach you how that system works. Okay. And then, um, uh, once, you're, once you learn that system, you can come in our chat rooms and trading rooms, and you can then work with us or with other traders in there asking questions. And then the third thing that we do is we have a, um, we give trade signals out every day. Like today, I told you, we, we got into Ballard Power Systems. We got into IPI this morning. Yesterday, we were in Blink, and we got into Heckley yesterday. All those trades actually are profitable. And so, so we'll give you trades every day to trade. And then our chat rooms are open 24-7. And then you get access to that algorithm too. So you basically, as part of being part of the service, you get access to that algorithm. So you can trade stocks that we don't even trade. So we try to tell people, look, we're not guru-centric here. We're going to teach you how this thing works. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to teach you to fish. We're going to give you the fishing equipment. And we're going to throw you some fish. And you're going to win two out of every three times. Okay, which is really good in the stock market. And you're gonna make, you know, one to three percent on these trades on average net. And you're gonna be in these trades from three to five trading days. And that's how it works. So, you know, no Lambo promises here, but you will grind your way into a a profitable situation and you you'll have a tool that you have for the rest of your life. And I shot you over some um it's from the last three days of what people are trading. I mean, look at the you know 30% on, on a uranium trade, you know, uh, making another 30% on a platinum trade and, and, you know, 5% here, 3% here, all that stuff adds up. So it's a winning system. We've been doing it for a long time. I've been trading since 1991. The system works. You just have to follow it and you, you'll be fine. And we help you along the way. So you go to tradelikeagenius.com and we put some specials together for your listeners, Dave. That's, that's fantastic. What specials do you have? So the Christmas, excuse me, the Christmas specials are, are running right now. So uh, 
if you um, go out to um, uh, tradelikeagenius.com, we put seven bundles together. For your listeners, the, the discounts apply to Saturday. So take advantage of them. I mean, and these are really highly discounted for your listeners. So the ROI is in your favor for what you pay for the service and what you get out of it. Right. Definitely leads in your direction. So we make it affordable. We make it uh, available for you and, and, uh, and we perform. And so you have to go by Saturday to get advantage of them though. Is there a, a coupon code and a percentage of savings attached to this? Yeah. So the, the, the bundles are already pre-discounted. We trade cryptos as well. So we trade crypto stocks and we, we have a day trading room as well. And, and uh, so you can just use the promo code uh, holiday or, or Christmas and you can get the non-bundled items at, 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 um, at 40% off. The, the bundled items are already pre-discounted. So what you see is what you get there. Okay, so the non-bundled, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's familiar. I've, I've seen you do something similar before. Um, you brought up Bitcoin here. I'd, I'd like to get into that for a second before we close. Are you bullish on Bitcoin and if so, why? Yes, yeah, so Bitcoin is the antidote to um, the, uh, the collapsing banking system. So, so what Bitcoin allows you to do is to sidestep the um, the coming uh, banking collapse that's going to be in the system and how they're going to try to keep you in the banking system. So it's a way to sidestep the banking system. We just had a move where it doubled. Okay, so back to the all-time highs. It's digesting that move. And you're starting seeing companies like MicroStrategy and and the trust called GPTC. They're buying more coins than are available to sell. And so that naturally will lift the price of Bitcoin higher. So this, we, we're in a phase now called institutional um, recognition. And so this should propel, this should propel Bitcoin past the overtime all-time highs here around 20,000. And, and to parts unknown, you know, there's some crazy talk about it could be 100,000, 300,000. I don't know where it's going to end up. All I know is that more people want to have access to, to Bitcoin and some of the other coins than are available to sell. And that's going to continue to put pressure on the price to move higher. And so it's a great, you know, I tell people, look, you know, don't put your whole basket into Bitcoin. Some people are, will do that kind of crazy stuff. Hey, five to ten percent. Same with gold and silver. Five or ten percent. The rest of this stuff should be in the stock market, or in cash, or to get out of debt, or to pay off your house. You know, and that's how you should look at it. But yeah, Bitcoin. You need to have exposure. Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. You know, Link. There's a few others out there that uh, that will move very well, and and you need to have exposure to cryptocurrencies as well. That's. So hard to know where to go, but my my concern is this, and you're speaking to someone whose mother was raised in her early life in affluence and lost everything in the depression, and so she went from riches to rags, and and so I'm I'm concerned about that happening with the banks now. Should I be? Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, the banks, no, the banks are at risk, but there's there's um, you, you know. Uh, you know, it, it all depends on how much money you have, right? So, you know, don't put more in the bank than that FDIC, right? Number one, you know, and number two is if you have, if you're trading, the stock market is different than investing in the stock market. So, if you're investing in the stock market, make sure they're paying dividends, 
right? That you can you can be monetizing the cash that these companies are creating. And then number three is that you want to have what's called alternatives to the system, right? That's what gold and silver, platinum, palladium, and now cryptocurrency, they play that relief valve, okay? And and the other thing too is if you know if you're leveraged in debt, you know, you need to work on that first, okay? And and uh you know, you got you got to get your position where you have you know enough reach, right, to uh, to get through a hard time, and and uh, it's a lot of people. The Great Depression was unique in, in the sense, Dave, where they had callable loans, which they don't have today. So a lot of people that lost their homes in the Great Depression had loans that were callable. So when the banks were starting to go under, they just called the loans, and they took people's homes and resold them to stay afloat. <clears throat> So you could have 95% of your home paid for, but if you didn't have that 5%, the bank could they could come in and take that house and auction it off. Okay, and that's where that's what caused a lot of grief. You know, this time around, because we're the biggest debtor and we're the biggest importer, we're going to be we're going to be relatively in good shape. It's China and Germany and France. And, and Japan and Korea that are going to be really hurting when this whole system comes to a stop. So we're going to have a different problem here in the United States. But you know, look, you know, hey, keep cash, right? Keep gold and silver. Hold some Bitcoin off off market, right? What do you Trade mean by What do you mean by off market? You can just you can you can create your own. Uh, you can hold your own vault outside okay. of, the, of the broker. You know, you have your own wallet. And and then that way, you know, nobody can nobody can steal it from you. You just have to make sure you don't lose the darn thing. So, um, or at least make sure you have your QRC code. And um, and yeah, and that's look, it's just being prudent. You know, my standpoint is I represent the trading wing of, of that conversation. And uh, you know, but I'm always I'm looking to push my mortgage payment down as fast as I can. And if I need to leave California, I'll leave California. I have a lot of equity in my house. And you know what I buy, I'll buy that I don't have to go back into debt. So it just you know you just have to have a plan and work it. But from a trading standpoint, there's nothing like it. And so you know once you learn these rules, I say trading's not difficult; it's hard. And what I mean by that is that the rules are there. If you follow the rules, you're going to make money. If you follow our rules, you'll make money. What many people do is they get too greedy or they don't follow the rules. And so that's what we constantly coaching people every day on on good practices and and use the system that works and and so this is a proven system it's not black magic it's just a proven system fear and greed in action and that's uh, that's that's what we teach you and and you'll, you'll you'll do just fine even if the stock market crashes there will be things to trade that's and, true yeah that's absolutely true that's and it happened in the last depression too i remember my grandparents telling me the stories about this and and a lot of my family relatives were into farming so yeah i i've heard that before well let's go back over again people are hearing well wow, this makes a lot of sense so um let, let me review here the parameters that people say yeah, i want to get involved in this i need a second revenue stream so um trade like a genius.com is where you go uh you have a greatly discounted um excuse me non-bundled items until saturday at midnight and um, your coupon code word is HOLIDAY for the discount. Yes, sir. And you can call us if 
you're confused, or you can email us, you can chat with us, and we'll we're happy, we're happy to help guide you in the right, 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 right bundle to take. Yeah, I hear one of your customer service reps in the background there. Uh, yeah, he's saying do it, do it now. <laughs> do it now. Well, what, before we go, if you have your Bob Kudla crystal ball out in front of you, and let's assume it's as good as uh, in politics as it is in economics, what do you see happening over the next uh, six weeks? Oh, it's a tough one because I don't want to make people mad, but I think um, uh, I, unless the Supreme Court is really willing to, to, to step out in faith here for the American people, if they chicken out, it's going to be Biden. Yeah. So I'm planning for the worst right now. I'm hoping for the best. I have I have bets on with my friends that if 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 if, if Trump prevails, I'm happy to pay off the bet. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. That's where I'm. That's kind of where I sit. I know it's a non-answer answer. I just <laughs> I just don't know. I, I you know it's uh I want to say that I want to say that um, truth will prevail and that the Supreme Court justices were treated pretty poorly by these same people that are trying to steal the election. And I hope they're human beings and they see what's happening, what happened to them is happening to the American people. Yeah. And they and they, they, they rule accordingly. Yeah, I, no, I, I totally agree with you. And it's uh, very unsettling times. I made a bet with Sheriff Mack um, and I thought Trump would win. I thought he could overcome the voter fraud. I just didn't know how massive that it, that it appears to be, but but um, it looks like I'm going to owe him a steak dinner if I happen to agree with your assessment. <laughs> and that was the bet we made, and I left it up to him to choose the place. Oh, am I going to live to regret that? But anyway, I appreciate you coming on here. This is uh, insightful, uh, difficult interview to do, Bob. I know because things are so unsettled right now in our economy and in our uh, politics. So I do appreciate you coming on, taking the leap out there in front of the public, and kind of showing us the way. I appreciate that. No, thank you for having me as always. Okay, Bob. We'll take care. I'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.